Welcome to Musician. I'm your host, Andrew Lapau. Let's start the show. Today on Musician, we have pedal steel, dobro, guitarist, um, amazing musician, Andy Ellison, on the podcast. Uh, Andy and I go way back, uh, quite a few years, when we both moved to Nashville. Um, we, I think I needed a, a pedal steel player for a, a live band project that I was putting together. Someone recommended him, and yeah, we've played... Uh, quite a few gigs together, and since uh, that project um, just ran its route, he got picked up by John Party, uh, you know, the hit country songwriter and artist, uh, and has been touring with him for the past three years, and he's currently on tour with him now for the new 2019 tour, opening up for Dirks Bentley. So, uh, Andy came in and he laid down some pedal steel licks in the studio. Uh, he talked about his time uh, at Townsend University um, in Delaware, learning pedal steel by watching YouTube videos and his ear. Uh, and he just talks about his time in Nashville and how well he's doing, not only uh, doing sessions in town, but also um, doing online recording sessions as well. So without further ado, here's my interview with Andy Ellison. Enjoy. So what is this year for you in, in Nashville? Uh, I mean, how many years have I been here? Yeah. Um, this will be my fifth year. It'll be yeah, about five years like in the spring or summer. So you moved in 2014? 2014, yeah. Oh, okay. So year five. Um, but yeah, so far so good, I guess. For sure, man. Yeah. You, I, I always see just like, you, you're just doing great things every time I see some type of social media just post. Just trying to stay busy and um, play, meet people, make music with all kinds of folks. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The uh, demand for pedal steel is still alive and well. The what? The demand oh, for the pedal demand. steel. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, it, it's surprising how many people, or maybe not surprising, but... So many people say, oh, it's, this is my favorite instrument if I'm tracking for someone or they mm-hmm. see me playing at a gig or something. It's like, oh, I, that's always been my favorite instrument, you know? Yeah. So a lot of people really like it still. I mean, yeah, you played on the track for me and then uh-huh. you just killed that in two, one take. That was great. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I had a lot of fun doing that. Thanks again for having me on that. Dude, of course. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the way you and I met, we met through Facebook. I think so. Like yeah. that, w- that had to be probably the first year I lived in town was like, we got connected for doing a gig, right? It was mm-hmm. at, at the building. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Because I was just at that place the other day, and it's not the building anymore. It's, Did you get uh, a tattoo there? No, it's a tattoo parlor, <laughs> but there's also a vintage clothing store that's like in there. Oh, like, okay. If you have to like walk through the tattoo waiting area to go to it, but it's like a new Music City Vintage, I think it's what it's called. Okay. But, so I was in there the other day. I was like, is it, I think this was, was the building. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it that, looks way different now. That was yeah. The building was my favorite venue. It was I've, cool. I've said that on this podcast like so many times. Like, oh man, the building. It was, it was awesome. Was... I, I played with you at least a couple times there. And then I played some other shows there. Like that first year I lived here. And then it, I guess it kind of went away after that. The building had, it was unique because it was a BYOB yeah, venue. Yeah, that's right. Um, 
And it was, I think it was also like an all ages venue. I think it was, yeah. Um, which is kind of rare. It was to come cool. across. It was yeah, it was a nice great. spot for music, kind of tucked away. Yeah, and the points. vibe in there. It was an art. Uh, it was a art studio it was at like the same a, time. Yeah, a gallery or something. Yeah. So definitely missed that. But uh, yeah, I was looking at old pictures uh, from that, and then there was like that duo gig that we did there. You and me. Yeah, you were just, just playing. you and I. But then we also we played with a band, and it was your stuff. We did the duo gig, and I think we also did like. The country gig with like uh, Micah and we did like a bunch mm-hmm. of country tunes. Oh yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's how I met. I was initially playing gigs like that. picked up by john party yeah uh towards the end of 2015 like the fall of 2015 was my first time going out with him um and then yeah it's that's been you know over three years ago so, so. You're, you're still torn with still torn with john um yeah it's we're he doesn't usually do about like 100 dates a year okay uh, something like that maybe a little more um we're on the dirks bentley tour this year doing direct support for dirks um so that'll be the kind of the majority of like my touring year will be doing that mm-hmm. and uh yeah so that we're looking forward to it we have rehearsals like tomorrow and then leave next week for oh okay. yeah we yeah the first show is like 17th so like the third week of january mm-hmm. this year or this month so yeah it's right into it already yeah, man. 100 shows a year that's, that's something a, like that that's a yeah, healthy amount it's right around there you know yeah oh good for you man yeah um so how did you? How did that happen? Was that just a word um, of mouth? Someone, yeah, someone referred yeah, you? yeah, kind of was. I actually met John at a bar. I was at Losers in, in Midtown in Nashville, and um, I met him one night. I was hanging out with like a group of friends, where maybe one of the, like a songwriter that I, in the group I was hanging out with kind of knew him, and so they were talking, and someone introduced me, and I think we exchanged info when he found out I played like steel and was like a musician, and that was kind of it, and then. I think several months later, a guy left from his band, and um, the band leader called me to do it. And then I was like, "Okay." Well, I think the week after that, I was on the road. That's with awesome. Him on like the West Coast. That's so. one of those. I hung out Kinda at Losers no, like, and got a gig. <laughs> I mean, essentially, not, it wasn't like directly, but that's sort of where the seed was planted, I yeah. guess. And then, uh, yeah, no audition or anything. It was like maybe one kind of stripped down rehearsal. And all right, cool, you can do it. So let's go. let's go. Yeah, we need a guy. So. So, was, that's kind of how it worked. Yeah. So, how big is the band that's touring? Um, well, there's John and then five band members, okay. not including John. So, we got a fiddle player. It's fiddle steel. Well, fiddle does like Billy McLaren. He does fiddle and acoustic and BGV, some banjo, right. and then bass, drums, guitar. I, I play steel for every song on that gig. So, because there's so much steel that I'm not switching around. Oh wow, okay. it's, it's just steel. So. Fine by me. Just, yeah, that's easy. <laughs> yeah, I like playing other stuff too, but um, yeah, for that it's it's just steel and and Billy kind of covers the utility stuff, and then John plays a, a lot of electric and, and acoustic too, so it's it's a pretty full sounding band. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Got a little bit of everything. Um. So how did you you. You're from 
Uh, tell me where you're from. I'm again. from like just outside of Philadelphia. So okay. I, I say Philadelphia, um, probably like 30 minutes west of Philly. Grew up there. Um, it's a little town called Oaks, or a little suburb, not even like a town, like a neighborhood called Oaks. Um, and yeah, grew up there, um, and then went to move away from there when I was 18 to go to college in uh, Towson, Maryland, like mm-hmm. just north of Baltimore. And then did four years there, graduated, and moved here. So yeah, third place I've lived. How old were you when you took a uh, just music? And then when was it um, pedal steel? No, it was. I was twelve and got an electric guitar, like a starter pack, like a Squire. Mm-hmm. Like it comes in a giant box the with a little amp and some picks and like yeah, everything you need <laughs> to get going. Um, I think I still have that guitar, or it might be sort of parts switched out and stuff but mm-hmm. yeah i got an electric guitar when i was about 12 and um just learned like would listen to stuff i liked i wasn't into country or anything uh it was more like i think at that time it was like blink 182 mm-hmm. and, and green day and so i still love Blink 182 and all that stuff uh but just started like kind of figuring out i did take lessons for a while so took guitar lessons and would just figure out records by listening to them or um you know cds really and figure out how to play certain things and kind of trial and error mm-hmm. and then started a band eventually I had a band all throughout high school and college that did like i got more into like classic rock and stuff um and so you're we, still just playing electric guitar so just doing electric and, and i mean i guess i had some acoustics too but just you know guitar and um so i had a band and we d- did like covers and classic rock stuff some almond brothers some like grateful dead some a lot of beatles that kind of thing mm-hmm. and um yeah did that for it was probably a solid six years Played like local stuff. Played like the dances and yeah. proms and stuff. Yeah. And then how do you? And then went, went to college and and that band sort of ended and then uh, started. I think I guess it was around that time I got into like banjo and like lap steel because I'd done a lot of slide guitar playing mm-hmm. too and as I was growing up just listening to like Almond Brothers and blues stuff and eventually got a lap steel like maybe maybe my maybe it was in high school maybe it was like my senior year of high school I got like a lap steel and. By the time I got into college, I got like a banjo too, and like I think a mandolin, and was like messing around on sort of like utility yeah. instrument stuff, and um, event. Then finally found like a used pedal steel, and was like I've always wanted to, you know, this thing is is so mysterious. I kind of want to figure out how it works. I found one for a good price, and um, what was it? It was a Carter, right? A Carter Starter, I mm-hmm. guess is what it's called, but. It's sort of like a guitar for beginners, and I think I got it for like 500 bucks on eBay or something. Nice. Um, it was in okay shape, but it was good enough to learn on, and I like was obsessed. Like just practiced it all the time, and um, and yeah. So all of a sudden, like in college, I was just playing steel, still playing guitar and like banjo, just kind of amassed like a couple of different instruments, you know. Did you uh, use method books or were you mostly ear? No, just for steel, just uh, by ear and just. Uh, by like watching YouTube videos okay. and just listening to stuff and like kind of like puzzling together like oh if they're doing this note and I see that their bars on this fret so what pedal or whatever are they using to do that it's kind of figuring stuff out like that mm-hmm. pretty much you know, watch a lot of watching people and listening yeah yeah And 
had you been to Nashville before you decided to move here? Yeah, um, I helped a buddy of mine move down. A buddy of mine went to actually one of the guys in the band in my high school band went to Vanderbilt for undergrad. Mm-hmm. So um, it was one of the summers of college, like maybe between like sophomore year and junior year. I helped him. I drove down here and helped him like move into like an apartment that he was going to be in for the summer. And so I just road trip down and helped him move, and it was here for like two nights or something, and just did the normal stuff and right. you know went to Broadway probably and I don't know what else but I don't even think we were 21 so um, did, you, did you catch any pedal steel players I don't know time? um I might have walked past them I don't know how much that was on my radar even mm-hmm. though I, um it was it was all just so new like just live music everywhere and stuff right. but so yeah I did that and then the summer after that I probably came down and stayed with him for like two or three weeks like hung out a while did some gigs like with him like he would do some like kind of writer's round type stuff and sort of acoustic things. And I kind of sit in on some of that. And then I guess the summer after that was when I moved. So uh, a couple visits, maybe two or three visits before I moved. Just the same way everyone does here. Like, I'm just gonna go tell people I play. Uh, yeah. Pedal steel and you mean once I got here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a degree in audio engineering. That's like what I studied. Oh, cool. So that was my background too. And the idea was like move down here and do some of that, do some playing. You know, like mm-hmm. kind of be able to do different things to kind of make money and kind of fit into do what was going on. Do you on. do any of that? At I all? I still do. Um, most mostly because I have like a. I do lots of like overdubbing on tracks for people from my house, mm-hmm. and so there's a Pro Tools rig there, and right. um, learning that has helped, you know, create like a good workflow in, in that world, and just being able to record clean audio and send it to people and mm-hmm. troubleshoot when Pro Tools doesn't work or right. whatever. Um, and and yeah, I mean a little bit. I've done some some demos and stuff for like songwriters, but not like running a studio business or like a yeah. mix engine i'm not like a guy people call to to do that mm-hmm. really you know but um so yeah I planned on moving down and doing some of that and some playing and then you kind of one thing leads to another like you get a gig playing and that kind of leads to more of that mm-hmm. so yeah and that's kind of what i wanted to do anyway it's like play you know for a living um, yeah. so that's kind of how that i that path was the one i sort of took rather than the engineering thing but So, I for it was a four year engineering degree. Uh, yeah. Um, for at, at that at Towson. It's yeah. Called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been there before. Yeah. Um. Uh. So is the curriculum there kind of like this is what they they started off really basic and then what do you, you have to do a certain amount um, of projects? Yeah, it starts out really basic and it kind of ends up basic at basic too. I mean it. It has it's a good program, but it's not like a an MTSU or like a Belmont where it's like super known for like music and going to school for recording and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, it was kind of like you get out of it what you put into it. Like you have to like find your own internships a little bit and yeah. volunteer for work and like learn by doing. But mm-hmm. if you were just going to go to class and like do the bare minimum, you probably wouldn't get a lot out of it. But right. I, I would, I would go to studios and like assist people in Baltimore just for, I might've done some for internships, but for some people I just went and hung out at studios. Yeah. And, um, asked people, 
if they needed like an extra hand around the studio or whatever. Yeah. Um, some live sound stuff too. And um, were you gigging in Baltimore? I wasn't really gigging, although I did some uh, some like. Uh, I guess shows or like shifts at bars where I'd do like a couple hours like covers and just singing and playing oh, acoustic. Cool. Um, I mean, I think I was writing some original stuff too, but nothing like I wasn't like gigging with a band or like filling in as like a hired gun, like a, like a Nashville sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of me in a corner of a bar, like playing for some extra money. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know you uh, you wrote songs. And- uh, I, I haven't in a while, but yeah. I, in college, I, I did a, a song, but it, you know, it was, it was like long sets. So it was a lot of covers and stuff, but I threw in some originals and stuff. Nice. Yeah. So, so you haven't written? In Not much. I mean, I, I do write some like instrumental stuff and yeah. um, do some things in that world. My brother actually lives here in town too. He like does tracks and production sort of stuff. So he and I will write together. We actually work on like some like hip hop stuff or yeah. like ethereal. Like he does all kinds of other like non-country production uh-huh. stuff this so older or younger I, brother younger by a few okay. years but um so he and i'll write on some stuff but um yeah some some instrumental stuff not a whole lot of like the classic like nashville co-write like let's get a number one on country radio stuff <laughs> which is which is great uh i just more like instrumental kind of like yeah. stuff for placements or licensing but but not not i haven't dove too deep into it but mm-hmm. every now and then that's awesome. I didn't know yeah. that you had the degree in uh, audio engineering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it is helpful just especially because nowadays so many people ask if you can record from home and send tracks, especially oh, yeah. on instruments like steel and banjo and dobro where it's like a, a kind of not an afterthought, but like a, something you lay on top of like what's already been recorded. So a lot of times if you're going to be someone who's doing all those instruments on recordings, you're going to need to have yeah. like your own setup where you can fly stuff over. Yeah, if you, if you can play guitar and but you need somebody else to set it up for you, that's not yeah. really going to work out well because yeah. you need to get a clean signal and you need to know what that sounds exactly. like from your own. Totally, which isn't experience. hard to learn, but yeah, it's it definitely helps to have the, that background. Are you, um, you say you do it from home. Do you also do uh, sessions on the road? Like, do you have a road uh, Sometimes gig? I do, although, like, we don't, if, if we were going to be gone for, like, months at a time, then I would, but, like, with most of the Nashville country acts, you go out for three or four days at a time, and mm-hmm. I'm in town, like, Sunday to Wednesday, you know? Oh, cool, so, okay. Yeah. So, you're um, not, yeah. so we'll leave, like, Wednesday night and come back Sunday morning. So I'm, I'm in town every week, most weeks, you know, uh-huh. but, and we'll have a couple long runs, um, throughout the year but you know if we were gone a lot like for long stretches of time i would do more of that Mm -hmm. and if there is something that's real pressing i might like bring out a little rig or like kind of figure out the best way to get something to somebody quick if they need something like a quick turnaround but most of the time i can just do it sunday when i get back or when did you start doing the online session stuff like right when i moved to town i was like because i already had my pro tools rig and everything and um kind of right away i Mm -hmm. get got some interest from from that and was it just sort of like grew a little a by little matter of signing up for the signing the up website? for a different yeah there's certain sites you can do it from i also had like a, a website of my own where people like probably googled like 
Nashville pedal steel or something. Right? Oh, okay. And like I came up and people would just email me on that, you know, and you kind of, yeah, just start like, okay. And then you get PayPal'd and you, yeah. hope, or you send them a track and you hope you get paid. And yeah, you can <laughs> you pay know. your rent with that. Exactly. Yeah. So I did a lot of that. And then, um, I started using a site called air gigs, like probably that year, 2014. It was, mm-hmm. it was almost around the time it started up. And so I've, I've still gotten steady work from that, you know? That's and, awesome. Yeah. I, I've, I've gotten work on air gigs air, too. Yeah. It's so much it. more competitive though for a guitar. For like, guitar and stuff. I'm sure it would be, especially since like, yeah, same with like bass and drums. Like, um, I know like a lot of people on there, um, probably find me because they go, well, I need pedal steel on a song and I live in wherever where there's not a lot of steel players so they kind of <laughs> need to go to a site like that but uh most people know a guitar player or a drummer down the street or whatever so um but those those sites are great i mean yeah if they come through with the money and yeah. you're just i like it yeah. yeah i've yeah i've been on there a while so i, I enjoy doing do you do sound there. better uh yeah i've got a couple things from that not as many okay um but yeah pretty similar type of site yeah mm-hmm. i haven't used it quite as much but yeah i'm on there for sure. Cool, man. That's kind of a it's like the the new way of being a road musician and session musician at yeah. the same time because back in the day it was either or. I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's you can totally do both, and um, the the online thing has changed the game for mm-hmm. sure. Um, connecting people and just getting things done quicker, kind of instead of like booking a day and making sure everyone can go. And it's just like, hey, can you send me this guitar track sometime this week when you mm-hmm. get an hour? Yeah. You know? I saw I saw you on Air Gigs and I saw you have like so many reviews, <laughs> yeah. five star reviews, and people I, are just like, "This guy read my mind, uh, could communicate musically what I wasn't didn't wow. even know I wanted." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yep, that's Andy." Yeah, one by one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Just try to you know not ruin yeah. what they said. <laughs> you know, just Do try it. to add to it tastefully. Yeah, really. Yeah. Are you usually are you usually in the forefront or kind of in the background like? Um, for the sessions, or is it for, all over the map? It's all over the map. I mean, for air gig stuff, uh, I might. It might be a little bit more forefront since they're like, I'm gonna get pedal steel on a song for the first time. Like, it's gonna be a real a one that showcases it a lot. Yeah. But some people just want a texture, which is awesome too. And um, but yeah, it's really all over the map. A lot of different styles. Not always country from air gigs too. Mm-hmm. Either a lot of like a lot of stuff from like Europe and like all over the world and oh, cool. some other kind of world music. I play on stuff from India or. Um, what kind of stuff are you doing? Uh, there yeah. was a pop track. It was okay. like, but it was, it, yeah, it was like some pop track from India. Um, I've done a lot of like a couple like German things. I did something for someone out of Iceland like a couple months ago. And so um, it's really all over the map, literally. <laughs> and <laughs> nice. yeah, and musically. Nice, um, man. But yeah, in uh, for other stuff, like for if someone hires me for... Um, like someone in town it could be like a more of a texture thing or um Mm -hmm. yeah it really varies
Um, so, as far as studios in town, are you seeing yourself showing up in more home studios for sessions? Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah like kind of similar to the, the setup you have in here, where it's like a a room or like an extra part of a like an extra building on a property where mm-hmm. someone's made it into a studio and. Yeah, there's a lot of great music getting made that way yeah. too. Um, yeah, where it's like spread out. It's not just you have to go to a studio to do it. You can do it at someone's house, or you can have someone send you stuff. So yeah, a lot of home studio. I'm showing up at a lot of places like that for nice, sure. Man. Yeah, and your your rig, are, is your live rig and your your um, your session rig pretty much the same? Is it a Kemper that you're playing? Um, well, uh, I have stuff that I just keep on the road, like in our truck that just stays out on the road which Mm -hmm. is nice so i'm not um dragging stuff to and from the bus every week but what um, what do you uh take on the road on the road i i mean all all my pedal steels are mullen steel guitars Mm -hmm. Uh, they're out of colorado i have three of them now and they're just a great company and uh it's like family run and i know a lot of the folks that work there and Mm -hmm. i've seen them out at shows in colorado and um they make great stuff so i have a guitar out a steel out there that's uh just a single neck um mullen that i use pretty much i've I've used it out there probably like two and a half years now just solid just stayed on the road and holds up great um and then like a little uh line six m9 popular like multi-effects oh pedal. yeah yeah i've seen that um and i have like different stuff programmed in for different songs in right. john set and uh and then a mesa studio pre amp okay. where it's like a rack mount thing and uh-huh. uh they were, they were popular for a while um they still kind of are for steel players just with the eq on them and there's something about them that i just like and through a 112 mesa cab that's kind of been oh, my nice. road rig for a while cool yep um you don't really see pedal steels getting played through mesa i guess not I, i've always liked them they're just you know and when i backline stuff i'll usually try to get like a lone star or like a mark three or something like mm-hmm. a combo um something about them just like real they're known for kind of heavy like distortion and stuff too, but they have a great clean sound, loud, and usually they have some kind of EQ, like a five band EQ that I think steel players like. Uh, okay. Sometimes where you can kind of dip out certain frequencies, and yeah, I love yeah. them. Pedal, uh, pedal oh, steel uh, is such a like a it's such a haunting and beautiful sound, but then when you throw delays and effects on it, it just, <laughs> it make, it just takes yeah. it to a whole another planet. Yeah, it can get, you know, you can make some kind of real out there sort of sounds, mm-hmm. which is which is why I think it works in a lot of genres, really, or you know, a lot of different types of, you know, t- different types of music, because you can make all kinds of different sounds with it, just like you can on, like, yeah. a guitar, you know. I think there there's just something really, mm, I don't know, about instrument. there's something about instruments that don't have fixed pitches, mm-hmm. like, so, like... Like a fretted guitar and a keyboard, you what you put in, you get. You can bend guitar strings and stuff. Right. And you can, you can, like, and that's when pe- people really hear the effect of a guitar. It's like yeah, yeah. When you when you hear Hendrix or Django Reinhardt or anybody bend a string, it, mm-hmm. it affects you in a certain way. Yeah. And but that's a pedal steel. Yeah, or no a dobro frets. is like all that. <laughs> yeah, fiddle, another one. Yeah, no frets. There's something that yeah. just, I think, connects with people more. A lot of the, just the little microtones in between, yeah. like, the notes that you'd have on a piano um, are, yeah, they can just express so much more, you know. 
sliding. Why, why these... do you think that is? What do you think that is about people um, that connect? To that? I don't know. Well, I think there's something about like the st- like steel and fiddle and slide guitar or anything without frets that kind of connects to the human voice, where the human voice is the same way, mm-hmm. where there's no frets. Like you can kind of you have all these little in between frequencies that happen between notes and or you can be slightly off and like kind of bend it and just gives it that personality and like a sort of character and like a like a steel people say it has like a voice like it kind of like mm-hmm. mimics like a human voice sometimes or yeah like i think a barbershop maybe, quartet type of vibe when a little people, yeah. yeah when certain notes stay the same and and certain ones change like mm-hmm. with the pedals and stuff yeah um something probably like about that that kind of is very human to it you know Who would you say your biggest pedal steel influences? Man, I think I mean there's so many. I, I think one of my favorite players is probably Dan Dugmore, who's a guy, been a guy who's been playing on records in Nashville for a long time, and um, he's like definitely someone I look up to. Obviously, like Paul Franklin, Mike Johnson, all the studio guys. Russ Paul is another. I'm a huge fan of him um, as well. Um, there's some LA guys, Greg Lease and like Eric guys like Greg Lease and Eric Haywood out mm-hmm. on the West Coast. Um, that I've I listened to a lot when I was first getting into steel and um, but there's so many and there's a lot of guys like um, just still kind of pushing the boundaries of the instrument you know which yeah. I think is really cool nice yeah are you gonna release any original stuff you think like Make instrumental a- like steel yeah. album um I don't know uh, I've thought about it but you know, I don't really have any plans to. Yeah. Um, it'd be cool to or collaborate with someone and do like a little, like a cool little instrumental record or like a Christmas record or something like kind of yeah. special, you know. But, yeah, you seem so busy doing the, the online session yeah, and the yeah, town um, session on the road. I'm work. always down to be busier, you know, <laughs> to play more music than I'm playing at the yeah. time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I can make time for something like that, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be really cool. I'd, I'd be into it, but no plans to. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. So you got this uh, John Party uh, um, support for Dirks Bentley uh-huh. tour coming up. That's on the horizon. Yeah. That's going to take up your whole well, year. Most of the year. I pr- it'll probably go till like the beginning of the fall or something. Okay. Um, yeah. We were on tour with him two years ago in like the first slot of three. And this year it's like right before Dirks. So, okay. Um, it was it was awesome two years ago, so we plan on having a good time. Uh, who else is on the tour? Uh, I think the opener before us is Tennille Towns. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she's really great from what I've heard. So, and I think it's just three acts all together: Tennille, us, and Dirks. So. Nice. It's uh, we're looking forward to it. Um, yeah, we leave next week already. So awesome, man. Well, good luck out yeah. there. Well, thanks. Yeah, man. Do you wanna wanna play some? pedal steel uh yeah i'll noodle around a bit and okay you can use that why, yeah. why don't you tell my listeners uh like where they can find you how they can if they wanted to hire you for an online session sure all that stuff um i guess like social media is i mainly use instagram so just uh at ac ellison is my handle um and then yeah for getting in touch with me for uh gigs or whatever sessions online stuff uh my email is ac ellison 86 at gmail dot com and uh i have a website too andyellison.com where all my contact and social media stuff is as well and uh yeah or just facebook too andy ellison but yeah awesome. thanks for coming on Andy. absolutely thanks for having me
I want to thank Andy Ellison for coming on the podcast again. That was a great talk. Um, he's a really talented musician. If you need, if you're a singer songwriter and you're looking for pedal steel on your tracks, on your record, um, look him up, look him up on Instagram and, and shoot him a message. He, he's played on tracks for me. I couldn't have been happier with the work he's done and, uh, keep in touch with him on the social media. So until next time, I'll see you. Thanks.